Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you've got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by nihilism, or not, or it is, whatever, it doesn't matter. Instead, it's brought to you by your local animal shelter. Do you want to get a furry, feathered, or scaly friend? Probably all three put together. Yeah, you do. Go to your local animal shelter before the pet store because pet stores are super lame. There are so many four-legged friends out there and two-legged friends out there that just want to find a good home and they want to find their good home with you. Already have your furry friend and you want to help out? Donate to your local animal rescue or shelter organization. It doesn't have to be money. You can always volunteer. So get out there and give some love to some animals that need some love or whatever. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Joe, joined as always by Devin and Steve. And again, well, surprise, surprise, we've got a mystery to talk about. This week we're going to talk about uh, the disappearance of Jim Gray. Who you've all heard of, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah very exactly. famous disappearance. He's impacted yeah. all of your worlds. Yeah. Uh, he actually has had an impact, even if I have not heard of him. Uh, very well known in the tech world, though. He disappeared almost 10 years ago. But uh, first of all, I want to thank Shimmy, who suggested this like a couple of years ago. Um, but back to Jim Gray. He was a big pioneer in, in the modern tech industry. He worked at Bell Labs, IBM, DEC, Microsoft, uh, God knows how many companies he worked for very well-known guy, highly regarded, and he played a big part in developing technologies that we all use today. Yep. Believe it or not, he did. 
like the iPhone. Yeah. Right? No. Oh. Not directly. I mean, I mean probably <laughs> no. somewhere, somehow, he, you know. You could connect him to it, but. He, he probably. Probably yeah. not. Seven degrees of Jim Gray. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Jim uh, was a sailor, had a 40-foot sailboat. Uh, he boarded his sailboat the morning of January 28th, 2007, which was a Sunday. Sailed out alone to the Golden Gate uh, in San Francisco into the ocean. Uh, it was supposed to be a day trip to the Farallon Islands, which are 27 miles west of San Francisco. It was a nice day, calm conditions, sunny. But still, Jim never made it back. He vanished without a trace, mm. which is kind of odd. He, he didn't send a distress signal. No wreckage or flotsam from his boat was ever found. But like I said, he vanished without, without a trace. Without a trace. He totally did. San mm. Francisco Triangle? Yeah, probably. Uh, I'd say it's kind of creepy, but Halloween month is over, so creepy's out. Uh, strange is in. Yeah. So that's what it is. Strange. Mysterious. Weird. It's yeah. strange November. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of kind of head scratch in November. Okay. Uh, but that's when, dandruff. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> dandruff. That's scabies. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the cold weather. <laughs> Thought it was puzzlement. No, it's just scabies. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, back to story. Oh yeah. Back that to went story. sideways way too fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Always straight to the bottom. Uh, but when word got out that Jim Gray had disappeared, a lot of people in the tech world took notice. Uh, a lot of big names that you've probably heard of, like Bill Gates, uh, Sergey Brin from Google, Larry Ellison from Oracle, and the list goes on. What's his name from uh, Amazon? Yeah. Uh, name of Anyway, they all wanted to help in any way they could, and they all did. The search for Jim Gray was about as comprehensive as any search ever done for anybody, I think. You guys read all that stuff that I sent you. About. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Heavy duty search. Thousands, were Bigly. thousands of people were involved mm -hmm. in this in the end. Yeah. Uh, but still, they didn't find him or a trace of him. So, what happened? Did he skip out and everything, sail to Ensenada, start a new life? Uh, did the Illuminati get him? Yes. Did the Kraken get him? Yes. Yeah. All no, the Kraken things. usually leaves wreckage of the, some kind. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the Kraken. Probably not. The Krakenati, maybe. You know, oh, uh, yeah. The naughty Kraken. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> of course uh, the Kraken's naughty. That's kind of repetitious. Right. Yeah, okay. So what's, I mean, what's the deal here? I mean. Let's, well, let's go back to square one. Okay. Um, so just, just a little bio, bio stuff on Jim, and I'm not going to go back to the day he was born. He was 63 when he disappeared. Uh, on his second marriage, his second wife was Donna. They had about 20 years of experience sailing their, their boat and, and their boat together, together and, and separately. Mm -hmm. And because Jim liked to single hand occasionally. And uh, they, sorry, you may not know this off the top of your head, how they, it was a longer marriage. They, you know, it was his second wife, but they were married for they were, a lot. Yeah, yeah. They were married for quite a while. Okay. I, I, I don't remember exactly. I think how they long. met in 94. Something I want to like say. Yeah. And then they married just a couple of, uh, no, they, they got married really quick because he proposed on their third date oh. i remember because uh -huh. um, they were both you know at this point Older, they were yeah god they would have both been about 50 at that yeah. point so there's no reason to muck about but they were uh -huh. married for about 10 years it wasn't yeah. as though yeah it's two not... years in suddenly he disappears no it's okay. like it's like you know they got married and they went on their honeymoon in australia and next thing you know one of them's dead yeah I mean, go not figure. like that yeah okay. no gotcha. not like that at all they were they were okay. together for a while i don't uh, know it doesn't probably matter i just wonder with yeah. these to some sometimes. people it matters but i yeah. i don't yeah. think it does uh, oh, yeah, their boat. Uh, their boat, uh, you probably want to know this, was a CNC 40, which is a 40 foot sloop uh, manufactured in Canada. Uh, What's originally, a sloop? A sloop. Sloop is a single man, uh, 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 the most common rig that you see. It's a single masted sailing sailboat. Gotcha. Yeah, and then uh, it's, it's the, the mast is stepped kind of forward. Mm -hmm. And then actually, there's might have been a cutter, because the cutter, the stat, that looks just like a sloop, but the mast is stepped a little further back, and it's, it's got two head sails instead of one. Okay. 
So I don't know. But it's Could just like when of, you think, single mast like when a kid sailboat. draws a sailboat, this is what they're drawing. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, one mast. Uh, Sorry, two we sails. don't all know boaty terms like you do. Oh, so. that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, as I mentioned, Jim Gray was in the tech business at the time. He disappeared. He was working for Microsoft. He lived in a house on Telegraph Hill in San Francisco. It's a really tough life. Yeah. I know. Poor guy. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, by the way, they weren't. Definitely rent- the sort of thing you'd want to run away from. Yeah, oh, exactly. They weren't <laughs> renting, by the way. They, they owned Purchased. the house. I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah. they did. Um, which, if you know San Francisco neighborhoods, that's a spendy little neighborhood. Even in oh, even yeah. in ninety or uh, two thousand seven. Yeah, oh yeah, two thousand seven. Definitely. Yeah. No, I did just for fun. I went out to Zillow, looked at listings on Telegraph <laughs> Hill. Don't do that. And I I found it. I found. How did that make you feel? I found so good. I found one vacant lot. It was about fifteen hundred square feet uh, for only two hundred thousand bucks. <laughs> but it was a vacant lot. Well, it was a vacant lot, but you, they, they had some pictures of it, and yeah. it was on a hillside about literally this steep. About a 45, 45 degree, degree angle, angle or more. Oh, much steeper 90. than 45 degrees. <laughs> Almost yeah. 90. <laughs> In other words, yeah. And mm-hmm. So that was the cheapest thing Still available house. on Telegraph yeah. Hill. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Spendy. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. if you have people like literally Bill Gates being concerned personally for your well-being, mm-hmm. you're probably doing You're an okay. influential guy. Probably. Yeah. Probably influential, and they're going to pay you some good money. Yeah. Uh, oh, and they had, a, as I said, a 40-foot sailboat. Now, again, tough life, which they kept uh, moored in a marina in what's called Gashouse Cove in San Francisco Bay. It's uh, kind of just west, several blocks of Ghirardelli Square. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure it costs you a boatload of bucks to keep your boat there. Boatload of bucks. Uh, what was the boat called? Tenacious. That's uh-huh. what it was. Tenacious. Like, uh-huh. It's a pretty clever name. Yeah. Tenacious, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah I'm, sure, I'm sure there was a little wordplay involved in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Uh, Jim Gray's mother had died a few months before. That was October 2006. And on Sunday, uh, January 28, 2007, he was planning to sail to the Farallon Islands to scatter her ashes. Apparently that was her wishes, was to have her ashes scattered there. Mm. Kind of ironic that he disappears carrying out her last wishes. You know, it's kind of, she probably would, would have wished for something different if she had known. But, you know, hindsight 2020 and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, So he spent the previous night on the boat so he can get an early start. Mm -hmm. 7 a.m., he was ready to go. He called Donna at 7.01 a.m. She was in Wisconsin at that time, vacationing with some friends. Yeah, it was like an annual thing she did. Yeah, she had some Mm -hmm. some buddies, and they always took off. Going to Wisconsin. Going to Wisconsin. Scenic Wisconsin. Ski and ice fish and drink (laughs) beer and, I don't know, tip cows or whatever you do. Yeah. Cheese, and, lots of cheese. Yeah, oh yeah, I eat cheese. But uh, told her that he was going to go out, scatter mom's ashes, and that he was not going to disappear and turn up in Baja under a new name. No, not at all. Uh, so he cast off sometime between then and about 7.15 and headed out. From the marina, it's about two and a half miles west to the Golden Gate Bridge. And then from there, it's about two and a half more till you get to the open ocean. You know, I know, I know it seems like it's like the ocean's right there, but actually, it's no, not. it's no. it's not at all. It's it's a little ways away. Oh, yeah. Because it's a big river. Yeah, well, it's it's a big inlet. Yeah, river, yeah. harbor, whatever you call it. But yeah, from there, like I said, about another 25 miles maybe to, to southeast Farallon Island, which is the largest of the chain. There's several in the chain. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, southeast is the big one, and it's the only one that has people on it. And those people are basically government employees who run sort of a... But it's big enough for people to live on? Yeah. Okay. But it's not like there's an economy. It's just sure. They're scientists who are right. basically gathering wildlife information and stuff like that. But it's not but, just like, you but, know, a rock. Like, the, you know, it's not like the islands we have in the middle of our river. No. Right. No, it's bigger than that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah, big, ah. enough to build, big enough to... You could build a lighthouse on it and have mm-hmm. your light... Your, your, it's bigger than a bread box. Disappear. 
Yeah, it's it wouldn't big. fit in a bread box. No, it's, gotcha. it's big. Actually I, think, actually, I think it does have a lighthouse on it. Oh. Come to think of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's Southeast Fairlawn Island. Um, so Jim calls Donnie again about 10.30, and the call is related to a singular cell tower in Daly City, which is south of San Francisco. Singular as in, like, AT&T singular? The, yeah, exactly. Not, yes, like, not singular, singular, like, one. one. The cell yeah. carrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that singular or singular? Singular. Singular? Okay. That would have been due east of, of his position, therefore the closest one, because he was, you know, way out to sea. And Daly City's... Daily? Daily City. Daily City, sorry. Yeah. That's it's on mainland. Yeah, yes. yeah. So it's just south yeah. and, and on the on the west side of the peninsula, kind of west ish. Not not real west, but you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's he was almost out of cell range and uh he just called to say the usual, you know, which like, hey, I'm scattering mom's ashes, uh and by the way, if I don't come back, it's because I'm in Davy Jones' locker, mm. not in a brothel, and that's not a no, no, not yep. at all. And and I and also, by the way, I'm just kidding. He called to just say the weather was really good, and um, and probably and just to check see, in, you yeah, know, just to say like in. this is my progress, everything's going well. Yeah, you know. and yeah, he said I'm basically out, kind of past the last uh, the last buoy marker for the channel. Uh, and there's a little ambiguity there because apparently it's a fairly complicated situation. There's three channels that come together from the ocean. North, south, and west all come together into one, like nine-mile channel that goes all the way to the, to the Golden Gate Bridge, mm-hmm. and so all the all the big incoming ships have to follow that cha- that incoming channel. So there's all kinds of buoy markers out there. So there's a little ambiguity about exactly which buoy marker he was talking about. Yeah, but you know, I can were, see that. Yeah, there were people that went back and tried to reassemble it, like really, really intense timeline that, like you know, noted all of his movements and. They could never totally resolve exactly where he was. But between him saying that and, and between the cell phone pinging that tower in, in Daly City, it does appear that he really was on the boat. It's not like he said he was getting on the boat and then just nipped out and jumped on a bus and left sure. town. And, you and know, then called when he was in scuttled, Daly City. Yeah, and scuttled, scuttled the boat in the middle of San Francisco Bay, swam, swam ashore, and then just no. like, mm-hmm. left town. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. I, on the, I guess I, I can see both ways why it's worth discussing this second call because he just called her at 7 to basically yeah. say, hey, it's looking like a nice day. This is what I'm going to do. You know, love you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know their relationship, so I don't know if they were the kind of people. I have some friends who are on the phone with their husbands, like, Constantly. every three hours. Yeah. You know, they just, like, they call at lunch. They call at their break. They talk on their phone all the time, which yeah. seems excessive to me. Yeah, those people oh, are yeah. But that, But, I mean, <laughs> that that's how some people are. So if they were that kind of couple, I, uh, it does make sense that he would call her again and say, oh, yeah. like, hey, I'm leaving cell phone I, uh, range. Yeah, so. yeah I, I don't know if they were totally that kind of couple, but I think they were I think they were on great terms. I think they really cared for each other. And, right. uh, and so not at all surprising. And by the way, he was on a sailboat in the middle of Norway, in, in, out in the ocean with not a whole lot to do. So it's like, hey, why don't mm-hmm. I make some phone calls? Right. You know, I can't you know, I I mean, totally I, see that too. I guess what I would say is like, if it were, I know my fiance well enough to know that if this were us, he would have yeah. called me at seven and said, okay, I'm going to do this today. Yeah. So I'm going to be out of cell phone range the entire day. And, and would, would have expected you. me to just wait until he called me when he got back to land yeah. at the end of the day yeah. and just assume everything is fine. Right. Yeah. right. And so there are people like that too. So, yeah. well, you know, but on the other hand, I can also see how I don't think people it's might think, well, this is the, like the last time he like ever called his wife. He was trying to say goodbye to her. And, uh-huh. But it wasn't the last phone call he made. No, that's the not. important point. It's yeah. not, but it is also, you know, I can, I guess I can see why it's worth discussing either way. Yeah, no, I mean, it could be read that way, although it didn't say anything that really stood out in her mind later. It didn't say anything like, honey, you know, I love you so much. I mean, maybe he did, but, 
essentially it was just like, hey, weather's great, you know, and, and then she says, you're wearing your harness? Because, you know, when you're single-handed, you're supposed to wear a harness. Mm-hmm. So, you, if you, so you don't fall off so the So you don't fall overboard, and he, and he said he was wearing his harness. One other thing that may or may not be relevant at all is she said she didn't hear any engine noises, so he was just under sail, not mm-hmm. running the diesel. They have a, they have a diesel motor mm-hmm. on these things. Uh, that, but that's about it for that phone call. And then uh, he also called his daughter uh, at 1038. That was the last phone call. She had recently had a son. That would be Jim's grandson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, maybe that's why she didn't pick up the phone, but he did leave her a voicemail saying kind of the same thing, you know, weather's good, going to go scatter grandma's ashes, there's dolphins all around me. Yada, it's yada, beautiful. Yada. Everything's it's the worst. Beautiful out here, and uh, and on and on and on. And by the way, goodbye forever. I love you. No, just kidding. <laughs> he didn't say <laughs> it. So you could read that that way. He's saying goodbye to the most important people in his life. He's calling them on the phone. He's gonna go kill himself. Um, you could. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Or you could again, like you said, you could read it as he was bored in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I thought, what the hell? You know, I'm about to run. I mean, I want to make a couple of phone calls. Yeah, yeah why not? Again, yeah. you know, it comes down to get, I guess, those different personality types where I would definitely be that kind of person who would just be like, I am bored as heck. Mm-hmm. I got to call some people. I got to talk to some people. I do not like being alone. I just like make all these phone calls and talk to all these people. Versus... I had turned off my cell phone at 7.15. Yeah. I mean, you would have because I, I know you well enough to know. <laughs> yeah. You would have like you would have placed that last call and turned it off and been like, this is amazing. This ocean is beautiful. Nobody's I love this. Mm-hmm. It's the best. So I guess, you know, part of it comes down to personality types pretty much yeah so Uh, it's hard to read into this without knowing him yeah it is hard to say if that means anything i don't think it does but you know we'll we'll see we'll talk about that in theories generally i mean obviously when people disappear suicide is always considered to be a possibility of course yeah yeah suicide is considered like in almost any case yeah yeah really yeah i know well anyway so we'll talk about that more in the suicide sorry i'm just trying to like set the framework oh no no that's totally cool uh, so back to Jim and his little sailing adventure. Uh, apparently the last contact with the cell tower was at 11.50 a.m. Jim's boat cruised out of cell phone range, and he was on his own. And that's expected, right? Yeah. That's about yeah. the expected timeline. Yeah, and okay. yeah, that's, that's not unusual at all. Um, presumably there was shipping traffic, because as I said, three sea lanes come together, a lot, yeah. big port, a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. So there were ships out there, I have no doubt about it. I'm sure they weren't whirling around like snowflakes or anything like that but there were there were some it's out an there, active sure. harbor mm-hmm. it is <laughs> but he would attention. be used to that yeah oh yeah he totally he sailed he sailed out there many times yeah. uh but that's the that as far as jim's course after that it's pretty much unknown it's assumed that he made it actually out to the island because a biologist named brett hartle was living and working on southeast Farallon island at the time and he reported this was after his disappearance hit the news and and mm-hmm. afterwards, he thought about it and said, you know, I think I saw his boat. Mm. Uh, yeah, he said he'd seen a boat that might have been Jim's. So he said he'd seen either, it was either a red or a brown hull. It was hard to tell because it was like over a mile away. So I bet and, it was really hard to tell. Jim Gray's boat was had a red hull. Had a red hull with kind of a white racing Pinch stripe, stripe on, on the side kinda, of it. Yeah. yeah, kind of thing. And uh, depending on the photos, some photos it looks kind of like really bright red. Other photos it looks kind of more ketchupy colored. Yeah, but uh, you look like that say. in certain photos too. So I know. <laughs> it really yeah. just depends on it's the photo. True, yeah. Hard to say, but but so it either had a red or a brown hull. 
Uh, it was between Southeast Farallon Island and the middle Farallon Island, which is two miles northwest. He also said he wasn't sure what direction it was going in. It was, it, you know, again, he he didn't have any reason to think anything unusual was happening. He was another boat on the water. Yeah. And he sees them all the time. Exactly. And so he glanced, saw this boat out there. He, so he wasn't sure what direction it was going in. He, he was thinking maybe it was going west or maybe north. He didn't have binoculars. He didn't actually spend a lot of time looking at it. And so, and he also, by the way, wasn't wearing a watch, didn't notice the time. He said it could have anywhere, been anywhere between noon and 3 p.m. So he didn't know. Uh, and after he thought about it, and again, this is, could be his memory playing tricks, too, because I know my memory messes with me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thought about it hard. And then he remembered that the boat's mainsail was up and the jib was furled. And so, the jib and is? The jib is the sail in the front. So there's the main sail, the one in the back, and then the, the little triangular one. And the jib one. is a small triangular one up in the front. When they say furled, that means it's, you know, rolled up, folded up, whatever. And what, is that, what does that mean? That means it's not up. It's not. No, it's, I'm sorry, but like, if, why? Like, why would you have the jib furled? Uh, one reason I could think of uh, is if, you have, if you're getting enough wind anyway and you're single handedly and you're. Or, Excuse me, you're single handed. Handing? Single handing uh, <laughs> the boat, <laughs> you tried to say. It is a little, it, it is less work. Because what you got to do. dealing with it, one sail. Yeah, when you got when you, when you go to tack and say you're heading 45 degrees off the wind, when you go to tack, you bring it, bring it around. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is just remember to duck when the, the main boom comes swinging back across you, and, and it will. And that's it. Whereas if, if you have a jib up, then what that means, what you got to do is when you tack, you got to get up there, let the rope loose. And actually, you probably could do the, all this from the cockpit because I think this boat was set up for single-handed sailing. I, I would but, assume. Yeah, you have to let the, the one It was a racing rope, boat, yeah. Yeah, so you got to let the, the one uh, rope loose on the one side. And then when the jib comes around to the other side, you got to take it back in and wind it up in the winch and, and tighten it and everything. Mm. So if you're feeling a little lazy, then with the mainsail, again, all you got to do is just let that boom go boom gotcha. one side and over to the other, and that's it. Okay. And Less so work. you would do that if you were like, if it were leisure and you were getting enough wind and you weren't in a hurry. And... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you didn't have any hands, and of course, you know, sure. if you're out there with some people and you're all kind of bored, then actually that kind of stuff can be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. you occupied, but apparently he wasn't really into it that day. Okay. But that's okay. He wasn't if in a huge If that hurry. was him. If that was even him, which we don't really know, do we? Right. Yeah. But anyway, so Brett remembered, he thought at least, that the mainsail was up and the jib was furled. Therefore, he decided that he must have seen the boat's starboard side. And that means that the boat must have been moving north when he saw it. So therefore, okay, it it maybe had rounded southeast Farallon Island, was heading between the two and headed north. But again, uh, you know, I'm not sure I trust this. Not saying I don't trust Brett, but memory's a funny thing. You know? It also could have totally been a different boat. Yep. It could have been a different boat, and it was over a mile away. Yeah. So all these all these factors make me question this one just a little bit. But yeah. sounds like it probably was his boat. But I he's not the only person who came forward saying he thought he might have seen the boat. And there were other yeah. boats seen that day, by the way. That was, this right. was just the only mm-hmm. red river. Right. There was another one. They found a sailor that was on a whale-watching boat uh, in the area who saw... Saw three sailboats that day, two white ones and one red. So the red one might have been Jim. But also might not Which have Which would have put it in a different place. Uh-huh. But it's not 100% certain. But anyway, um, but that probably, those probably were the last sightings of it. Donna reported Jim missing to the Coast Guard that night, about 8.30 or so, when he didn't come back. Again, she's in Wisconsin, but she was expecting him to call. Right. Mm-hmm. So she calls the marina. The harbormaster checks the berth. The, the sailboat ain't back. So she calls the Coast Guard and reports him missing. They started their search within a few hours. They sent a couple of boats out. Uh, eventually, a helicopter and a C-130 plane took off around midnight, 1 a.m., and they started scouring the area between the Farallon Islands and the Golden Gate. 
And of course they had like, you know, radar and stuff like that and infrared. So, you know, there really was a, a purpose to going out and right. around. Right. In the looking. dark, you use things beside your eyeballs. Yeah, you kind of yeah. have yeah. to. Yeah. But they were out there looking and uh, of course they didn't find anything. They kept adding resources to the search. They searched for about five days. And, wow. Yeah, and uh, they kept adding more resources to it. Eventually, they scoured the California coast from the Oregon border south to about Santa Barbara, which is quite a long stretch of coastline. Pretty significant, yeah. Yeah, and uh, boaters were alerted to look for wreckage, um, and they, they, their C-130 planes flew grid patterns like further and further out from shore. And I've got I've got a, a map here of some of the some of the grids that they did. You guys want to see in this one? These are some of the grid searches that they did. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys can see this. You can't see it out there, but but you can hear it. But you can hear it. You can totally hear it. But they flew a lot of grid patterns, uh, and they pretty comprehensively, you know, covered the area. Didn't find anything. Uh, Which is that? I mean, that seems unusual. To not find Depending anything. Depending on the not, scenario. Like anything. Yeah, exactly. Because if the boat sank... Uh, there's usually, floaty bits. Yeah, there's floaty bits. Exactly. Everything on a boat is designed to float. Yeah. I know, I know. There's <laughs> what they call flotsam. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's which is sailories for floaty bits. Yeah. And yeah, there should have been at least a, a couple of boat cushions or something. Yeah. And when they were out there, they spotted other wreckage that was from other boats or other ships. They found other stuff. Yeah. Just nothing from his boat. Which is, okay. Nothing at all. So they, they were able to find small objects floating in the, in right. the ocean. Okay. But nothing from his boat at all, which was a little weird. Yeah. I think they covered something like 40,000 square miles of ocean. Wow. Yeah, quite a bit. And meantime, Jim Gray's high-tech friends have heard about all this. They're starting to get involved. And... I'm going to really shorten this down quite a bit. Uh, Microsoft provided uh, pretty much unlimited funding for the private searches that they did. And they did a lot of stuff, uh, including flying over with airplanes and helicopters and stuff. And eventually, I think his wife hired a, a, a ship that had sight scanning sonar and all kinds of resources like that to scan the entire ocean bottom and everything mm-hmm. in the Where area. Where they could. Where Because it could. gets too deep eventually. Yeah, I mean, there is a continental shelf out there. Yeah, there oh, is. It's man, actually... where was James Cameron? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, uh, he must have been off somewhere making a movie. Yeah, Microsoft and Google, though, they worked together to get their hands on as much satellite imagery as they could. The Canadian Space Agency diverted a satellite equipped with radar to fly over the search area. Uh, two private satellites from Digital Globe and GOI were also repositioned. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of resources. NASA sent an ER-2 plane, which I guess is a, kind of like a commercial spy plane. It's a trainer that they use. And yeah, yeah, and it's equipped with that's like a lot of resources. Yeah. I hope you guys know that when I mean if yeah, I yeah. ever go missing, <laughs> that I expect at least this kind of reaction. Oh, totally, totally. No, when they hear that, I want Elon Devin Musk from, to be yeah, Devin from Thinking Sideways is missing. Yeah. Oh my god, you know, yeah, call, yeah, call Google, call yeah. Amazon, call call uh, PayPal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> call <laughs> yeah. Steve, he's down at the bar. We gotta yeah. get him out there. Call Patreon, yeah, <laughs> call uh, Patreon, yeah. they'll mobilize. Karen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will totally get it to happen. <laughs> People, I pledged 25 cents for the search. <laughs> Start a Kickstarter. It'll be yeah. Uh, and, and, but, of course, at this point, though, they have a huge amount of satellite imagery to look for, uh, or to look through, I should say. Uh, so some of the mucky mucks at Amazon decided to, because, of course, they were involved in this, too. Yeah. They decided to use this Amazon service called Mechanical Turk. Which is my favorite. Yeah, Mechanical Turk is cool. I, yeah, I when, I was, when I like first moved back to Portland and was like super underemployed, I did Mechanical Turking for oh, like, oh, money. You? Yeah. Oh, it's I just like the history cool. of the name. I love the history of the name, too. But, yeah, I was like, I was, it's a pretty good service overall, but definitely for something like this where you can just get a ton of volunteers to just 
scour yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's that, crazy. That's kind of what this is for. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like when you have something to do that it requires a lot of repetition, but you don't want to sit down and actually build machines to do it or write a fantastic amount of computer software to well, do it. Well, and it would take way longer than it would to just exactly. give it to the public. Well, exactly. and it, it also turns out that machines are only so good. They will do yeah. what you tell them, yeah. but they and won't make more. any leaps. Have you? Yeah. Did you hear this stuff about the, all of this imagery from space that they were having some software application scan looking for new planets and stuff like that? Or, or the looking for changes in the intensity of stars uh-huh. because then they could tell if something had passed in front of it. Yeah, like a planet or a space or, station yeah, or, or whatever. alien craft. Or, so yeah. the, the software is returning nothing, basically nothing. And they're like, well, this is a little weird. They give it to all these volunteers and these volunteers start finding thousands of these instances because the computer... It was doing what it was told, and it wasn't saying, well, let me check five, you know, however much ago. And so it's that. So it's always better sometimes with things like this yeah. to actually have a person to do it who does pattern recognition much better than a machine Well, does. this is the sort yeah. of thing also that it would have been really nice to have been able, like 2007 is a little too early, but if it happened today, like they would mobilize Reddit yeah. and, and web sleuths, right? Those uh-huh. are two communities yeah. where if you just say, hey, we're trying to find this person... Here's like literally millions of images. Mm-hmm. Please, you guys go through this and see if you can find any anomalies. Those two communities together are so amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. to a fault. Like oftentimes, oh. there's like a lot of false stuff that happens out of that. We've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but false I mean, that's the sort of thing that would have been great in this situation as well. But I think that Amazon thinking to use Mechanical Turk community mm-hmm. for this sort of thing is made phenomenal. A lot, made a lot of sense. It's you know? great. Yeah. yeah. So they, they divvied up all these thousands and thousands of uh, images uh, and just parceled it out. They put out a call for volunteers and they got like 12,000 volunteers, which is pretty good. Yeah. Spent a weekend looking through about 30,000 square miles of water. Then they came up with a few possible sightings. Uh, and then, of course, they had, you know, this, again, this is where it's, it's good to have high-tech buddies involved because the problem is, is the pictures were taken, like, well, it's Monday morning, the pictures were taken last Friday or Thursday or whatever. So, so they got these, these digital wizards to come in and say, okay, well, you know, we're going to, like, write this software in a real huge hurry to chart the ocean currents and the winds and everything else, you know, and figure out where and the figure things out exactly that were ID'd mm-hmm. where those things would be now. But alas, even with all that, when they got out to check out the few possibilities they found in the photographs, there was nothing there. Um, and I'm really kind of understating the complexity of the search and all the technical expertise that was brought to bear. There's a really good article in Wired. I sent you guys a link to it. I don't know if you guys read it or I not. love Wired articles yeah. on things like this. Yeah. Really, I mean, like... Super long form. Oh, it's yeah, but article, they're really but, yeah. well written all the time, uh-huh. and they go into such incredible detail. Oh, yeah. But I also still feel like I totally understand everything they're saying. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's rare to find a Wired article on something that we're covering. But like when we do, anytime any of you links to Wired, I'm just like, yes, that is the one. If I like, oh, if yeah. I only have to read one, it's going to be that one. What is oh, the yeah. other one that, that does a really good job that I like? Is it is Motherboard under Vice now? Is that Motherboard is a website and they have all these long form things? It might things. be under. And yeah. I think they're on. I think they're part of Vice now. But I always like theirs because it's. The same thing. It's just yeah. like laid out yeah. so mm-hmm. much detail. Well, uh, there there was the the Lizanne Frune, Frune, Frune oh, and those, Chris yeah. Kremer's one 
Uh, yeah. I think that was, was on. That wired? I might have been. I think it was. I think it might have even been wired. Nah. Yeah. It was really long. But anyway, I just yeah, yeah. I think definitely if you guys are interested in this, read yeah. that article. No, that's a good article, and it, it's got lots and lots of detail about the search and all the various people that were involved. But the point is for me in, in our story here is that when the Coast Guard devotes the resources that they did, and they devoted a lot of resources to look for Jim's boat. Mm-hmm. Alone. For a single person. And by the way, the Coast Guard, they're, they're good at what they do. Yeah. They yeah. Really it's good. like it's their job or it's something. Like, yeah, they exactly. have one job. <laughs> exactly. I mean, those guys are really Guard good. Guard the coast. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, and, oh, and then find lost sailors. I guess that's two jobs. Okay, fine. Yeah. But then they're also joined by what? Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Oracle, NASA, you know. And, and all it, these other, granted, and, and, we are talking about the 2007 versions of these things, not the 2017 versions of these but things. But still. But still, even you know, in 2007, they are. They are the tech giants. They are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they were giant back then. And, and even with all of that, they just didn't find literally a single piece. They, yeah, didn't find squat. Yeah. They didn't find not a even single, like an arm floaty. Not even an arm floaty. Not even a not even a beer cozy. Yeah. That seems crazy. Yeah, not a thing. They Doesn't that seem crazy nothing. to you, Steve? Well, yeah. A little it's, bit. It's a little puzzling. It's, Doesn't it, it seem crazy to you, Joe? It does seem a little yeah. crazy. Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. So what the hell happened? What happened to Jim Gray and the Tenacious? Really? How could they have vanished without a trace? Because I got to admit that's a little spooky. I know it ain't Halloween month, but it's still a little spooky. Aliens. I like it. Yeah. Okay, Your hair we're done. Is not done properly today for that <laughs> for that statement. True. Uh, okay, let's talk about some theories. Um, I'm going to put these out in no particular order, really. Um, you unranked them? No, not from bad to good or good to bad. But uh, starting from the front, uh, let's talk about suicide very briefly because I don't think this is a good theory. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think so. There was uh, everybody who knew him said no. Yeah, it didn't yeah. seem to fit his personality, the, the yeah. type of guy that he was. Yeah, not at all. And he showed no signs of depression. Actually, he was you know, very active and had very with it and yada, yada, yada. So, uh, yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't, I think we could just ignore this one. Another one that's been put forward by some of, uh, some of Jim's fellow sailors, this actually did appear in a few articles, was orcas. Uh, they thought that perhaps uh, some orcas had... Killer whales. Yeah, killer whales. Uh, they mistook the tenacious for a dolphin. Uh, uh, but That'd actually, be a big one of the, yeah, one of their fellow boaters did just say he had a near miss with an orca one time. But I think probably it might have been the orca was just playing chicken with him. Yeah, because I don't think they orcas actually, are jerks. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, they can uh, be. Okay, uh, did either of you? God, I, I did. I, this was a movie from like the seventies or eighties, and it may well have just been called Orca. But there was a killer whale movie where an orca chased a boat and eventually sank it uh-huh. to take revenge out on it. And I think these people saw that movie. It could have been, Probably. yeah. There's, there's only, as far it's as I really know, one... a terrible movie, by the way. Yeah, I only know of one documented inc- incident of an orca attacking a whale and sinking it, which was in 1972 near the, the Galapagos Islands. Uh-huh. And uh, but, but otherwise, attacks by wild killer whales on humans, I mean, the ones that, the ones that are in captivity, that's a whole different ball of wax. Well, they're provoked. Yeah, sometimes they kill yeah. their trainers when they're, they're accidentally in, they're in jail. Yeah, exactly. But the, the actual wild ones, uh, you know, it's extremely rare. I mean, really, really rare. Well, their prey and, is like half the size, if that, oh, of a boat. Oh, like whales aren't that dumb. Like a, yeah, a, you know, 
one to two percent the size. Of, yeah, they're not yeah. that. Yeah, they're, they're intelligent. Not that yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I think actually, I think a, a boat, a forty foot boat, is probably almost about the size of. An, I don't know. I'm sorry. We're gonna get like a million emails about yeah. this. I don't know how big orcas are, but I would say it's closer to the size of an orca than it is something mm-hmm. that an orca would kill. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to set, if you want to sink that thing as an orca, you can't pick up an orca tire iron and just hammer on it. You gotta, <laughs> you you gotta, you gotta hammer it with your, with your head you or your teeth. You gotta use your forehead on it. Well, yeah, they exactly. Have pretty good teeth, but but still. But yeah, I think that's a silly. Uh, yeah, theory. I think it's absurd. Too. I don't think you're silly. I think this is the Moby silly. Dick theory. Is yeah, what the this Moby is Dick right theory. here. Moby yeah. Dick, Moby yeah. Dick, the musical Moby Dick. Yeah. It's a nope. whale of a tail. <laughs> I <laughs> never heard good good singing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good singing, but uh, yeah, no. Good singing, but no contract. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, <laughs> uh, another theory that's out there: a rogue wave. You got, you've heard of these things that uh, they, the waves do go rogue. Um, we but... talked about that in a lighthouse thing once, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, many, many of Joe's stories because Joe's stories always take place at sea. Oh, yeah, yeah, just about. Yeah, yeah. So rogue whale, you know, whatever happened, bad childhood, it goes rogue. But at the same time, nobody else reported any, you know, there was a lot of traffic in the area. Nobody else reported a rogue wave out there. But, well, the thing is about rogue waves is that they're unexpected and they don't have to be extremely long-lived. Yeah. I mean, if it's something that's coming in off of the the continental shelf, I was looking for that word, and hits his boat and then, you know, subsides before it goes to another, or gets spotted by another boat, that's entirely possible. Yeah. At which point he his boat, if it was under sail or under motor, uh, under uh, it's a diesel engine. Yeah, diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, God, I'm yeah, really under, bad at balancing the Yeah, under. But if it was under motor, yeah. it would have just under power. It would have just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Which would explain and, a lot of things. Yeah, and actually, it was it's a ballasted sailboat, so you know it's uh, even if it had actually turned turtle, which is sailorese for just turning all the way over, uh-huh. it's got to come back up. It's yeah, got, yes. it's got a four ton keel on the bottom of it. Yeah, so it's this kind of boat is up. meant to be really hard to. What is it uh, yeah, when yeah, they call when you healing? Thank when you. you. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. Lean, when the boat leans way over. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually really they're hard to do. They're, they're built for that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not really buying the rogue wave. I mean, the rogue wave could have swept Jim overboard, but I think the boat probably would have survived it. But he right. was wearing a yeah. harness. He yes, said he was wearing a harness. He said that to his wife. He I have said, I have yeah. I have told my wife I was using a lot of safety equipment. Mm. Yes, honey, I am wearing my safety glasses. Mm. That's why That's I'm pointing right now. Yeah. <laughs> you ask for pictures. Yeah, this stuff just sort of took a detour around my safety glasses and embedded itself in my eyeball. I told it's it was the magic shrapnel. Yeah. It yeah. went through them. Yeah. Well, no, no, okay, no, so no. what's the next so, theory? So much for the rogue wave. I'm not buying it. Uh, another another theory that's out there uh, that his fellow boaters again put out uh, when some reporters went by and, and asked them what they thought had happened was that yeah, maybe he just checked out, decided to go start a new life. They thought they, they thought he was probably down in Baja uh, just drinking margaritas and you know reading the papers about himself and having a good laugh about the whole thing. And maybe he repainted his boat, uh, you know, painted black, white, whatever, and just changed his name. And he's you know even living even living today in somewhere in Mexico. I kind of like this theory. Yeah. I yeah. I tend to like theories like this because it's like the least painful for everyone. Yeah, actually, I, I, I'm going to wait till Joe gets to the end. I I have some thoughts on this. I, I actually like, like this one. You like this one? Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, and. He certainly, he's, he, Jim is or was a clever guy, depending on whether he's alive or dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, very smart guy. You know, if anybody could have snuck away, fooled everybody, and changed his name and, and, and been in hiding forever, you know, it probably would have been him. And there is some support on, on Reddit 
uh, believe it or not, in May 2012, which was three months after Jim Gray was declared legally dead. Because uh, it's a five-year a five-year waiting period. In California, apparently, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, a user by the name of, quote, Tom Gold, unquote, posted a message saying that he, quote, made it appear to my family that I died on a boat trip in the Pacific, unquote. And he also said that he was, quote, dead, dead in the United States, unquote, and that he was living in Kenya under a false name. Yeah, this guy uh, could have just pulled a Rebecca Cormian. Yeah, a Corium? Corium. Corium. Yeah. I will say uh, Jim does not seem like the kind of guy who would have referred to his expensive sailboat uh, as a boating trip. A boat trip? A boat yeah. trip. Yeah, maybe not. Right? Yeah. Seems like he would have said, like, I well, faked a death on my sailing contraption. Well, maybe, uh, maybe uh, if if Tom Gold was indeed <laughs> claim was was indeed trying to pretend to be Jim Gray, although he didn't actually literally claim to be Jim Gray, right? He maybe may have been channeling a different narrative voice. Mm-hmm. So that that would explain that. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is a, there was a redditite that uh, it's or, redditor. Yeah, redditor. Yeah, redditite. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Tomato. Tomato. Yeah, this guy actually did a little research. Again, uh, he didn't say he was Jim Gray. Tom Gold did not say that, but he he compared his statements to the circumstances around various boating disappearances and came up with, guess what, Jim Gray. Uh, It matched that case, and no other one really matched it as well. So was Tom Gold actually Jim Gray? And the Tom, the account that used the name Tom Gold, they referred to it as a throwaway account. It was account. a throwaway, yeah. It was created yeah. and then disappeared. I like, love yeah. you guys so much. Yeah. Not <laughs> everybody is a Reddit aficionado, Devin. I know. Yeah. I You're just... like, wait, tell me the Bodhi terms. But everybody knows Reddit. <laughs> no, I just like that you like, I think they referred to it as a throwaway account. I can't yeah. remember what the article said. No, I know. It's just the number of accounts on Reddit that are like, throwaway, one, two, twelve, five, two, 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 is like astonishing because everybody has a throwaway account. Mm-hmm. See, all. I don't use Reddit. I don't know. I know. That. That's why I well, love you guys. You got a throwaway account? Yeah. Is that kind of like a throwaway piece that the cops carry? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah it can it's be, a dummy it, account. It can be ditched. It can't be traced to you. Totally. Yeah. 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 Makes it actually sense. is. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I got to get me one of them. Yeah. Okay. So back yeah. to Tom Gold, though. Oh, yeah. But back to our and friend to Tom Gold. Account. Yeah. As far as I know, he never posted again, uh, at least not under that name. The, the thing about it is, is like, you know, you guys might disagree. I think that Jim Gray, excuse me, had nothing to gain by starting over again in a foreign country with nothing. Although maybe he would have thought of it as a huge adventure. I don't know. But, you know, what he walked away from, what, is, what he's walking away from is he, he had his wife, uh, friends, family. He had his new grandson. He had money. Uh, he, had his, he liked his career. He loved his career from everything I've heard. Uh, and he had a house on Telegraph Hill. Hello. I mean, I, yeah. do you want me to go? Or do you want to go? Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just going to go. And I just, all I want to say about this is that, like, no matter how good things look on paper, yeah. we never know what an individual is experiencing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you guys know this. Like, I just, I quit my job yeah. recently. And it was like, I was getting paid way more than I should have been getting paid and like all of these different things. And I quit my job because like on paper it was perfect. It was awesome. It was a really sweet deal, but I just hated it. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I would say that that there, there's no way to be able to tell as an outsider, even probably his wife, probably as long, because he probably wasn't, wouldn't express that to her. Mm. There's no way for somebody who isn't him to know exactly what was going on in his life and what he was feeling. And maybe it is. I mean, you know, 
we don't know. He might have had a private account that he had, what, like a cool million dollars that he took yeah. out in cash and he took with him to Mexico and he's been living large. You know, you go to Thailand, a million dollars lasts you, lasts you a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, go to Bolivia, it lasts you 10 lifetimes. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. there are so many places. So we don't know for sure. I'm not saying this is like a perfect theory that, like, no. But I will say that I agree that on paper, his life seems absolutely phenomenal and perfect mm-hmm. but you just never really know yeah. you know i wouldn't say his life was perfect i mean his he had a 40-foot boat i mean perfect is like a 400 foot boat. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. okay yeah. on paper his life is pretty dang good pretty good it's yeah pretty it's good. pretty good yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know i guess it's unless you live his life and you are the exact same human as him it's hard to tell yeah. that's why i like this theory i also like this theory because it means he's like just alive. still alive somewhere like yeah. having yeah. a good time yeah. So, Devin, yeah. I'm really kind of upset. Are you hacking my email? Because mm-hmm. I wrote all this out and you just stole the entire thing. From you me. wrote out the story about me quitting my job? No. no. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but I was, I was actually going down the same road. But I mean, I the think, thing I was yeah. going to say, is, and you touched on this briefly, is that if he indeed was fed up with it all and we've all sat around and said, you know, God, I'm tired of this crap. Well, he could have very easily have said, you know, in a year I'm out of here. And every week he went down to the ATM and he got 300 bucks in cash. Mm-hmm. And every day for a year, he did that. And I'm not going to do the math on that because we got in trouble for doing that uh-huh. kind of math off the back of my uh, real quick. But the point is, he could have a huge wad of cash sitting in the hull of that boat. Yeah. So when he took off, he paid, you know, somebody a hundred grand or had, he would have had a hundred grand. hundred and nine. Yeah. He'd had a bunch of money on him, paid him, like you said, to do whatever and then just took off because a hundred thousand dollars is a whole lot of pesos mm-hmm. and yeah. he just goes and does whatever he wants and yeah it's it's completely it's a lack of stress at that point i mean his life may have been unbearably stressful and you go yeah. well you know what yeah, I mean. i'm gonna get up when i want to get up i'm gonna go to sleep when i want to sleep i'm gonna drink as much as i want or eat as much as i want nobody's gonna tell me i don't have anything to, to hold me back and just I, I've, I'm only going to make it for five more years, but hey, they're going to be scot free five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. Um, and you know, but I, I, so I, I just that... I don't think it's as dismissible as you do because it, it looks good, but that doesn't mean it is good. Yeah, yeah. On the that. other hand, but... uh, Guy Kawasaki, who's this like he's this guy who goes around and speaks all the time, but he was like yeah. one of the Steve Jobs, Apple and innovators. Uh-huh. You know, he talks a lot about his time at, in early Apple and how it was just like this. They flew first class everywhere. It was this free for all. So, I mean, I, I don't know that his life, I, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. This is one of those theories, right? Where it's, I'm just, yeah. I keep arguing both sides, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it account, and it, it counts for a few things. You know, I, yeah. I, I probably didn't mention that, uh, there was, uh, he had two radios on the boat Did still did not manage to get a distress, a distress call out. Uh, yeah. if he was sinking or anything like that, didn't manage to deploy his life raft, which I think he, what he had, he didn't, he didn't have the automatic, de- the kind that deploy and automatically inflate when they hit the water. Mm-hmm. He had the kind, he had to pull it out and, so he had and the, pop the pull it cord. Up. Yeah, no, like my no, lawnmower. No, yeah, I did not. No, no, not even that. It had, it's the kind you had to like, you know, actually stick a cord up. into it and actually like stomp it with your foot. You know, use a foot oh. pump to pump it up. You know, and stuff. So, and then it, his EPIRB didn't go off, which is uh, this thing that goes off when it hits when your boat sinks. It deploys when it hits the water and it's turns on. It's like a on. little signal, right? Yeah, it sends out a signal yeah. that didn't go off. Yeah, it's and a, again, yeah, no wreckage. Satellite distress. And so the, the the whole suicide thing would explain all of that. It explains the lack of 
distress call, wreckage, EPIRB signal, everything. Well, mm-hmm. this is the other yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's suicide, a number of things that life. explain that, though. Yeah, but, but there are other things that might explain that, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But this is, this is the easy one to explain all that, because it explains why none of that stuff was triggered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, it is, yeah, it does. And another one that might explain that is our next theory. So I, I'm not going to, I'm going to give this one, um, for me, the leaving to start a new life, I'm going to give it uh, a fail, but a soft fail. <laughs> Yeah. Like a D. Yeah, yeah, I give it a D. Like yeah. a D minus. Yeah, so like an much. almost failing, but like yeah. still kind of passing. Uh, entirely, it's. It, I think it's possible. It's, it's a yeah. two and a half out of five stars. Listen, that's a D minus. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a thinking sideways esque <laughs> rating. Yeah. I don't what's, know. What's it, our it, next one? Yeah, and Sorry. it could be. I mean, and uh, it could be too that you know he. I mean, he had so much to live for. He had his new grandson, but maybe the new grandson finally came in along, and then the kid was just ugly. <laughs> he just decided, okay, Aww. I'm not cut out to be a grandpa. I'm leaving. It's possible. But I'm, gonna, I'm still going to give it a So D. what's the next theory? Our next theory is he had some sort of accident or something that incapacitated him, like a heart attack or a stroke. He fell and smashed his head and then, you know, was like just basically didn't quite kill him, but it knocked him out for a long period of time, mm-hmm. long enough. But, uh, I mean, it's not, or maybe he just yeah. fell overboard, you know? I mean, any one of these things. Uh, the Tenacious was equipped with an autopilot, and I, odds are pretty good that Gray would have probably at some point during the day have gotten bored with steering the boat and turned the autopilot on. And so, and, and obviously, if he wanted to say go below and go to the head, maybe make some tea, he would, he would have to set the autopilot. And so, what if the, the autopilot was on and he becomes incapacitated for some reason, like I said, heart attack, whatever, and uh, the boat was just, just, say, set to go west, and it just keeps on going west. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know, someday, this yeah. is, we're going to be talking about this once driverless cars become a thing. Yeah. Why did they drive into the Grand Canyon? Well, the car was programmed to just drive west. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. So, the, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I could just see that. They'll, find, they'll pull one over, and it'll, it'll have a mummy behind the wheel. <laughs> they found that. They actually found a sailboat just last year that had this German guy who was down in the down yeah. below deck yeah. and he was mummified. Yeah. Did, yep. you, did you see that article? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was creepy as hell. The he sea looked... air had dried him out like a prune. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was just hunched over his chart table. And, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's kinda... Well, I would say, you know, the sort of idea of a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. Again, if, if we're talking about somebody who's in the tech sector in the early 2000s, he, you know, he's working for Microsoft. He's apparently like super brilliant. It is possible also that it was super, super stressful. Yeah, could have been. And he, you know, it's possible he just, you know, keeled over on on accident. Yeah, I mean, I've, or maybe even like a, I, I, I don't know his I've, motor wasn't yeah. running. I was gonna say like even like a carbon monoxide. Well, we don't monoxide. know that actually. We well, don't know if he was point, truly under sail or if yeah. the, the engine was running. Or both. I mean, yeah, you can, you can I, do yeah. both at the same time. Yeah, so, um, I mean, that's yeah. one of the things that I've always been like, well, he may not have been up there using the sail. He may have just said, screw it, and turned on the engine. Maybe he turned on the engine and turned on the autopilot, you know, and everything, and just had the whole kid, you know, thing going and just said, oh, I'm going to take a nap, you know, mm-hmm. and then, or whatever. and uh, Have a drink. Yeah, yeah, and then he has a stroke, and bam, next mm-hmm. thing you know, uh, well, you know, he's dead, and his yeah. boat is a thousand miles away from shore. Yeah, um, and that would put the boat pretty solidly outside of 
any kind of search area, right? Well, it depends on when they started searching and how far out they went. And the tides and, and the, all that and stuff. All kind of, it but... depends on a lot of factors. I was going to talk about that a little bit more later. But okay. It just depends on how far out they flew yeah, in the we'll initial wait. searches. Yeah. But it, it explains uh, why no trace of the boat was found because, yeah. well, it didn't sink, so there wouldn't be any flotsam. There wouldn't be any distress signal or anything like that. Eventually, the there would be flotsam, but by that point, nobody would be looking for it. Well, by yeah. that time, too, assuming the boat goes out, say, a thousand or two miles into the Pacific and then sinks, well, the flotsam ain't going to wind up in the California coast, nope. most likely. Not likely at all. Uh, but, of course, it could be that the boat would just sail across the Pacific without mishap. Uh, that, that's kind of unlikely. Uh, these kind of, the kind of autopilot he's got, there's two kinds of autopilots that you can get on your sailboat. One is a, the kind that uses no power. It uses a, like a vane, like a wind vane. Yeah. And you know the kind I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I do. And so. Somehow. Yeah. And so what that does is that maintains, that maintains your heading relative to the wind. Yeah. So if the wind is coming straight from the north and you're heading west, it's 90 degrees. And then the wind shifts, uh, say 45 degrees. Well, your heading is going to shift 45 degrees. Yeah. But it's going to basically keep keeping you in the same angle relative, angle relative to the wind. The other kind is what he had on the Tenacious was the the electrical, electronic kind, where you can set a compass bearing, and then what it will do is it will actually, it's connected to the rudder, the main mast, and everything. And so it will turn the rudder to, and make sure to keep you going in the right direction, and if the wind shifts, it'll actually let out rope or pull rope in or what or whatever fancy yeah it's very fancy yeah. a little harder on the batteries i mean so you know if he did have the diesel going when he had his accident or whatever it was his mishap then obviously the autopilot's going to keep going a lot longer oh yeah because otherwise the autopilot's going to drain the battery i i don't know how quickly I, you know actually i actually called a sailing place here in town and and they were busy and were promised to call me back, and they didn't. But uh, surprise! Yeah, I know, surprise. But they were, I was going to ask them that: How long would your battery go for? And Probably I, not that long. Because listen, I've been on houseboats where the refrigerator dang near drained yeah. the the batteries overnight. Uh huh. I mean, they're they're typically the equivalent of three to six car batteries yeah. linked together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I, I and again I I don't I don't think that the autopilot would have been nearly as big of a drain on the battery as a refrigerator. Right. No. But it still it would, would have be, drained a little. It would have been like a know, radio, I'll, probably. Yeah, and, and and apparently a lot of it depends on just uh, conditions. Uh, if if uh, for example it's just a steady light wind and everything like that, the autopilot doesn't have to do the much. The autopilot doesn't have to do much. But if on the other hand, if the wind is gusty, changing all the time, it's it's just working constantly. It's going to drain your battery quickly. Mm -hmm. Then again, though, if you turn on your diesel and your diesel is going and recharging the battery, then hey. You, yeah. could, you could actually go for a couple of days, maybe several days. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So right. I, I got to give this one a maybe. Okay. Not so a like fail. a C plus? Yeah. C okay. plus, B minus, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe even a B. I don't know. It's, it's uh, I think you're, I think B, you're getting into a much higher than a maybe range there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, right. You're, you're, you're rating on a weird curve. Yeah. yeah. I would say a C is like a maybe, a B is like a probably, a A yeah. is like a So like two and three quarter stars. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say this one uh, gets... Like a Generation Y kind of yeah. rating. What? <laughs> I said the two and a half was us. So I... oh, oh, got it. I was very confused. Oh. Somebody's got to like, like publish a table that's got a conversion table for all the different podcasts and their rating systems. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So what's next? Uh, next, uh, this is another theory that the Coast Guard had. They actually checked this one out, which is that he could have been run over by a freighter. 
which does yeah. happen. I mean, yes, but yeah, not often. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of traffic. Like I said, uh, there's actually, there's four major po ports in San Francisco Bay. There's like San Francisco, mm -hmm. and there's Oakland, the big ones, a couple more, and then there's, uh, what else? There's like Sacramento, and and um, is it Stockton, I think? There's so, a whole, no pun yeah. intended, a boatload of them up and down the coastline. Yeah, but, but just in the bay or through the bay, there's six ports there. Uh, so that's a huge amount of ship traffic coming mm -hmm. and going. And so, and it's not unheard of for a big ship to run over a smaller one. Uh, of course, the rule is the smaller ship has to make way. Oh, yeah. Because well, it's, it's a big ship. Yeah, because you're the, <laughs> the more uh, agile of the two. So little ship get out of way, big yeah. ship keep going through. Yeah. That's how it happens. This well, 100% of the time, these things remind me of that story where it's like the U.S. Navy ship and the what turns out to be a lighthouse. Uh -huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah you must give one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we are the U.S. Navy, and they're like, okay, we're a lighthouse, so it's your choice. Like, <laughs> yeah, your call, do what buddy. you want. Yeah. Like, yeah. That always reminds me of this. I'm so sorry. Mm, yeah, there's, but, and, and speaking but of yeah, the U.S. But yeah, I mean, if, if uh, speaking, I, speaking of the U.S. Navy, though, I mean, the U.S. Navy just recently had proved that it, it, it was having a hard time yeah, avoiding, avoiding itself, avoiding collisions, yeah. too. I mean, you've heard about those two well publicized incidents in the oh, past yeah. year. Yeah. Extremely well publicized. Yeah. And apparently other people have a hard time avoiding huge ships because there's even a book written about it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. How to avoid how large to avo boats. How to avoid huge ships. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's got mm -hmm. over 1,400 reviews. Oh, yeah. So it's obviously a very important topic. It's like 150 yeah. bucks or something silly. Uh, no, I think, I think it's, it's cheap. I think... You can get it used for like 95 bucks. And it, <laughs> but I think brand new, it is like 250 yeah. something like that. Yeah, the, yeah. the e-book version is $10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The big ships are supposed to have radar on them, of course. They should have been able to see them on radar, but that assumes somebody is actually watching the radar set. Yeah, I don't feel like... Given. Yeah, they don't... Yeah. Again, having worked on a cruise ship, I shouldn't probably say this, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. Like I said, I've, I've said this before. I was friends with the first mate, and you sometimes you'd go up to the bridge, and you just get in a conversation with everybody up yeah. there. And suddenly you realize the dude who's supposed to be watching the radar is sitting there talking to you, like maintaining eye contact, and you're like, well... Aren't but, you supposed to be looking at that? Yeah. But, <laughs> are we going to run into an iceberg or like what's going to happen here? Yeah. So, That's no, I turned on the, st the speakers. It'll be fine. It'll, It'll make fine. a noise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it, and also the uh, a lot of a lot of the, the shipping companies uh, <clears throat> kind of understaff their boats right? because sailors cost money. They sure do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, why do that when you can get a me mechanical Turk to do it? Exactly. So having like you know having a guy stationed on the bow looking out front, eh, that's not necessarily <laughs> the case. Hold. Yeah, not necessarily the case. Having a guy on the bridge. looking... Looking at uh, you know, looking at the radars, no, maybe not. But it, or it maybe seems, he was in the head. Or it does seem like it would be hard for Jim to have missed a ship that big. Uh, it does seem like it would be hard, unless I, he I had an accident. I was about to say, unless this runs in tandem with like the last theory. But then, but then it doesn't explain why none of the boaty floaty bits, the floaty boaty bits, uh -huh. didn't show up. Well, there well, is. he could have. He could have. If it's a combination of the last theory, he could have gone, let's say, four or five hundred miles out. I guess that's true. Yeah. And then got run over, uh -huh. and then all the flotsam and the bits and pieces. They're gonna spread around. They're not gonna be in the search area. Fair or enough. maybe you know, or maybe it's uh, you know, he gets plowed over, even not even that far out. He gets plowed over. Maybe he wasn't dead of a heart attack or anything, but he was just high on shrooms or something like that. You know. Where'd you, you come? A, you made that up. I, he had a beard. He lived in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you uh, have a beard. You live in Portland. Oh, good point. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, maybe he got he gets plowed over, and all the floaty bits that would have floated get all sliced and diced up in the props and of mm. the crater, and so they don't float. So maybe that I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it seems like at least one weak. floaty bit would yeah. have. You would think, floated. yeah. Uh, but yeah, still, it does seem unlikely that neither vessel noticed the other. Again, it still happens. It, yeah. Like I it said, the, the U.S. freaking Navy, a yeah. big ship, yeah, has a collision with a big freaking like you know container ship. Yeah. How the hell could that have happened? Well, I mean, I'm still. It's I, physics. Uh, I guess. I don't some know. Some black each hole other. situation. I, I'm pretty Probably. sure some heads rolled in that particular Probably, situation, yeah. huh? Uh, so, but the I Coast Guard was all over that. They did actually, any, they, they checked all the records of every ship that came and left the harbor on that day. Yeah. And they even, some of them had, had left the harbor and they were clear across the ocean back in Japan or wherever. And they actually had local authorities go check their bows just to look for scratches and Red paint, things like that, and nothing. Okay. That's Although, why they paint their, their hulls red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, never notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's a, a ship's crew actually, to avoid liability, they might paint over all the scratches in the red paint and, and stuff like that, too. I mean, so it's, it's even though I consider this to be kind of unlikely, it Yeah, is but doesn't possible. it seem like, I mean, you would check, like, a little below the water level, and it's... It seems like it'd be hard to paint unless well, you, you threw remember, your ship in dry dock. Well, no, no, not necessarily. But you got to remember that the the cargo that is in the ship will dictate where the water line is on it True to enough. a degree. So True if enough. it is empty when they paint it and then it gets checked when it is fully loaded, yeah. the, the scratches yeah. they didn't paint are well below the water line yeah, and therefore won't be seen. That's yeah, you'll, fair. Yeah, you'll see like if you, on a lot of the modern ones, just about all of them, they had that bulbous bow thing going on. They're yeah. not like a traditional line. Of a ship, it's so but, ugly. Yeah, it is ugly, but... But a lot of those, yeah, when they're empty, that thing is sticking up out of the water. Yeah. Noticeably so. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. So um, okay. I would have to say. Um, I still probably, like this left for a new life better, but. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I like I, the next theory. Well, oh, yeah. Pirates. Uh, pirates. Well, he doesn't who don't love do pirates. anything. Just yeah. I've got my hat on now. Fly around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and actually. Ask us to do anything. Oh, go ahead. We'll just tell You're you. in a singy mood tonight. Yeah, totally the new job is obviously having an effect on Devin. It's a good one. Obviously in a good, better mood than the usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not grumpy anymore. It's true. Hey, that's good for Might us. be this good can of wine, too, yeah. but who knows? It's a whole new podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, anyway, pirates. Pirates, yeah, they're not unheard of. I mean, and, and actually taking over small boats and, and, and uh, like, like you know, robbing them, taking their boat and selling it, that kind of thing. It's not unheard of in many parts of the world. It's not too common on the west coast of the U.S. Yeah, but it's a little, it's also a little, bo- like. It's a, not a cheap boat. Yeah. It's not a, it's, it's it's a not like a crazy boat. expensive one, though, either, is it? No, yeah, they're not. Actually, the uh, by this point, 2007, they were selling for reasonably cheap. Couple hundred uh, k. Oh, less than that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I actually checked some listings, and actually, you can buy one of these nowadays. So I saw them as, as cheap as like thirty five, forty thousand bucks. Yeah, that's got a hole in the bottom, though. Well, that's probably it's not. That's probably on not it. one that's like totally accessorized and in tip top condition. Yeah. Right. Yeah, probably not. But still, I mean, does yeah. it? I I mean, maybe. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not a pirate, so I don't like know. But yeah, <laughs> it seems like a lot of work to have gone to for kind of a little payoff. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's other possibilities. Though. I mean, uh, yeah. Supposing, for example. It's, I mean, it's not necessarily a huge amount of work. Like suppose, let's say, let's say for example, you do want to, you do want to get a boat. Uh, you, you don't have to have a huge payoff. You just go down to the marina, sneak inside, find some somebody with a nice boat who's leaving. Just say, hey, hi, nice boat. Jump on, jump on a board, pull out your gun, and say, hey, let's take, let's take a little ride. 
Yeah. There's and, some problems then, with this, though. There are some problems, but let me let me go through okay. the scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go through. So you know, we we go out to sea. You know, at a certain point, you know, you've been assuring the guy, oh, you do, you play your cards right, you'll come out of this without getting hurt. And you just say, oh, I was joking. And you shoot him and throw him overboard. Mm-hmm. Take the boat, go to some other port, sell the boat, and, and you know, whatever valuables and stuff. And, right. And you've gotten yourself a, maybe a free ride to another continent and, you know, and also some pocket money, a little walking around money. And so it's entirely conceivable. They're another there. continent? Did you mean country? Well, another country, another continent. I Probably. Mean, well, I guess. Could, I guess technically, if it was to, if it was loaded properly with supplies, you could take it all. Yeah, away. and probably no. I mean, far more likely that you would just take it to Mexico. Yeah, that's right. yeah. or yeah. Canada. Yeah, it's where pirates go. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, we talked about those Canadian pirates before. It's true. Yeah, of course. There's a problem with this, and I was going to talk about. There's there's another possibility I consider too, which is, uh, and so I'll come, I'll talk about this one too, which is that. What if he was kidnapped by the North Koreans or somebody like the North Koreans? Russians? Because, well, I, or the Russians or the Chinese. I was going to say, it doesn't have to necessarily be the North Koreans. It just has to be somebody that recognizes his skills. and Google. A, That's who did it. <laughs> Actually, it was probably AOL in a bid to get back on top. That's, that's, that's good. We, we don't want to be a joke anymore. We used to be, the, we used to be king of the hill. We, in, we created AIM, which they, yeah. they're shutting down, yeah, by the way. Yeah, in December. Oh, that's yeah. right here, yeah. yeah. But so, it, could have been ask, it could have been Jeeves, man. Oh, it was oh, Ask Jeeves. Could have been MySpace. I, in no. 2007? No. <laughs> no. They were still like doing Rick, it. Were they still, were they still good? What was it? Uh, Tom. Tom. It was Tom. No, it wasn't Tom. The, Tom didn't have that kind of organization. No. Oh, was it Tom from MySpace? That yeah. You, yeah, you, he was your first he friend. He was your first friend. Always, oh, that's silly right. white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's yeah. right. I forgot about Tom. Going. It's been a long time yep. since I've been on MySpace. It's a different years. site now. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Is it porn now? No. No, yeah. it's it's music. Oh, it, oh that's okay. all it is. Doesn't really matter. It's artists But yeah, I mean, it, I guess it could artists. have been somebody like kidnapping him, but also... You think he would have been like ransomed, especially when they saw like NASA repositioning satellites. You think that yeah. the people who kidnapped him would have been like, "Oh yeah, there's a lot of money to be thrown at this guy. Like let's let's yeah. ransom him." Well, you unless know? Uh, yeah. no, no, you can. I mean, at that point, you double down. You know, you've made a good decision, and you have stolen something that obviously has a lot of worth. And this you, person, and, you ring, and you're uh, going to get your money's worth out of them when yeah. you get them back to your secret hideaway. Yeah, you ring, well, you ring as much value as, as you can. I mean, if you've actually got a tech project that needs that kind of brain power working on it, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. hey, there you go. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, where but, the Raspberry Pi came from. Yeah, but the Raspberry Pi, you know what that means? No. Okay, all right. A tablet? It's an Android device. So the no. Raspberry Pi? Raspberry Pi is the operating system. Oh, you're right. It is the OS. Which means Android. it was even more. It was Jim Gray. Oh, okay. so I guess I do know what it is. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, right. I don't yeah. know. I don't think so. I don't think so, actually. The, the, phone, call to, the phone calls to his wife and his daughter. They yeah, that kind, of, that kind of that sinks kind of, this. kind of sinks those theories, yeah. I mean, I was kind of liking those theories at first, you know, like, like the idea of just some criminal who needs to get out of the country. But they're watching all the ports. They're watching the airport. I mean, yeah. they're watching the railroad yeah. station. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll just go get a ride on a boat. But again, he probably wouldn't have allowed the phone calls. No. Yeah, unlikely. Uh, again, another theory that I was thinking about was murder, which is, again, the phone call kind of messes it up. Although I suppose I see you're Bill Gates and you really have a grudge against, against Jim Gray. 
You go hide in the you go hide in the in the fore cabin and uh, and, and or just, just race out to meet him in your own speedboat. Yeah, because you're Bill Gates. Yeah, and you can have a four hundred foot speedboat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a four hundred foot cigarette boat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture this giant cigarette boat because like speeding up and just yeah. down, you know, just, it pulls alongside him, and this little door in the side of the hall opens up, and it's Bill Gates. You know. <laughs> Hey there, Jim. Well, <laughs> anyway, fancy I think, meeting you here. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, the murder thing. The abduction thing is actually some people who knew him are still kind of thinking abduction because it's is intriguing. A it's interesting. There, it doesn't and it have the substance. Stuff, right? It explains stuff. Right? It, it, yeah, it, does, it explains, explains it explains everything that the leaving for a new life explains. Plus, not having to accept that he might have wanted to run away from his own life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like if I, I probably if I were close it's to this case, of. I definitely would be like, yes, he was just abducted. Of course, he was because it explains everything. And also, you know, he didn't do it voluntarily. Yeah. Versus us on the outside, I'm w- way more willing to say, yeah, he was totally willing to just walk away yeah, from his and, life. And and most of us just don't like the idea that you know our friends die or we die to just some random chance dumb occurrence. Yeah, it's hard know? to accept. Uh, yeah. It's, sure. it's like, you know, I mean, I want to go, I want to have a slightly more meaningful death than that. For oh, yeah. When I disappear, look won't. for me in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. Okay. With a, with a rag stuffed in yeah. the tailpipe of your car? No, no. Just hiding in the cabin in the woods. Oh, okay. Uh, living well, lavishly. We're going to go kick right. in every door until we find him. Steve! Yeah. Steve! Steve! Boom, boom, boom. Steve, you there? Boom, boom, boom. Steve? <laughs> that's how they found Kaczynski. I'm pretty sure that's true, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kaczynski. What's next? Yeah. Well, let's talk about another theory then. Uh, and this is a little more plausible, which is that he just hit an object and it, it sank his boat, which is, could have been, I mean, that could have been a log or a submerged shipping container, uh, submerged rocks, because the Farallon Islands, especially the South Farallon, the Southeast Farallon Island, apparently has a lot of shoals around it. Mm-hmm. So maybe he screwed up, hit a, you know, hit a, a submerged rock. And he was sailing what's called the California Current, which is a current that flows down the west coast of North America from British Columbia to Baja, California. And, of course, as you know, uh, driftwood is very, very common on our coast, yeah. the California coast, because trees fall into rivers from erosion and storms and things like that. Mm-hmm. They eventually get swept to sea. They wind up in the California current and get dragged down and you know chunked up on our coastline and, and even points further south. One of my biggest complaints about Canada. Yeah. All <laughs> of their driftwood all and trees. All, drift- all that driftwood. crap they're sending us, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he might have uh, hit a log or maybe a shipping container. Uh, these are lost on a really regular basis. I, 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 are. I, yeah, they found like... Not th- were, are. Oh, yeah. Are oh, lost. Did I say were? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, they Con- are lost. Consistently, yeah. They're, yeah, no, I've heard estimates of around 10,000 a year. Yeah get lost off of ships um the containers aren't watertight they won't float but if what's in them is positively buoyant well then they will mm-hmm. like and, rubber duckies yeah exactly if it's filled with rubber duckies or maybe nike tennis shoes or god knows what mm-hmm. then they might wind up floating just barely beneath the surface they are a little bit of a shipping hazard you're not likely to run into one but if you do it can be bad news yeah um, those containers are pretty solid yeah, uh, yeah, they're made out of very stout steel. Yeah. We saw yeah. what it did to Robert Redford. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> what movie was that? I don't remember the name. Uh, anyway, but it turns out the CNC forty, the tenacious, did that's have the a few. One weak we points. didn't talk. 
What's that? We talked about this before. Is that what? Robert Redford movie where he didn't say a word through the entire oh, thing? Oh, oh, yeah. No, I didn't see that one. I know the one you mean, though. I heard yeah. about it. It's, um... Uh, yeah, anyway. It's called Robert Redford Doesn't Talk. That's right. right. Yeah, Someone yeah. email us. Yeah. Don't. We'll no, I heard it goes, he goes through the entire thing until the very end, and at the very end he goes, crap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. so uh, the the... Uh, what's uh, the well, name of his oh, boat? Oh, back to his boat, the CNC-40. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the hull of this boat is made of balsa, a balsa wood core with fiberglass laminate on both sides, which is makes for a very stiff, strong, but light hull. Mm-hmm. And these were originally built as, they're, they're sort of a hybrid racer slash kind of pleasure boat, so they had comfortable accommodations, but they were speedy as well. Uh, they were overtaken by technology, of course, and so that's why they got cheaper. Right. Back, but back in the day, they were spendy and, and really fast. But if the fiberglass delaminates or if it gets punctured, well, then the balsa core so- can soak up water. It eventually rots. Sure. And now you've got a big weak point that can be punched through pretty easily by something like a, a floating log. Yeah. Um, and then all is lost, which yeah. is the name of the Robert that's Redford movie. Right. All is lost. I, is that good, by the way? Should I see it? Yeah, you'd enjoy it. Oh, yeah? Okay. I'll watch that one then. I'll put it on my next flick. Min- my next, now Netflix. Your next flicks? My Netflix. I'm having issues with those guys. I'll, I'll talk about that some other time now. Uh, but there was another problem with the CNC-40, which is the keel. Um, and again, the keel is the fin on the bottom of the boat. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's, the surfboard fin, only giant. Yeah, only a lot bigger, and it weighs a lot more, because on a sailboat, it's got to keep it upright. In the case of the CNC-40, it's a four-ton chunk of steel or lead or whatever that's uh, bolted to the bottom of the boat. Uh, but the bottom of the of the hull on this particular boat is nearly flat, and to maximize headroom in the cabin, because remember, this was not a strictly Spartan racing boat. It was supposed to be a kind of a nice cruising boat, too. Mm-hmm. They wanted full headroom in there. So the bilges are kept shallow in this particular design. There's very little room for transverse support, meaning beams that go across that help to support the keel and, and you know, keep it like, you know... From even. side to side? Yeah, and, and front and back and everything. Keep it, keep it firmly just attached gotcha. to, the, to the hull of the boat. And so it's got kind of minimal support on the inside. And so what, what would happen is it's, the keel is a dagger type, which means that it's actually taller than it is long. So if mm, the attachment wide? point is... Why? No, wide. no, no, wide? Yeah, you mean wide? taller than it is wide? Yeah. Well, I guess wide. I, when I'm thinking long, I'm thinking from four to aft. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Some people would see that as wide, but mm-hmm. I see it as long. Yeah, what's yeah. longer Kevin than it is. Kevin and I thinking of it yeah. from the side view. Wider yeah. than long. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tall, long, whatever. Okay. Anyway, so uh, the attachment point is not tremendously long, so stresses are not spread out. Okay. And so if you happen to run into sand underwater rock on your CNC 40, the front of the keel can be torn off the hull. The trailing edge can actually be levered up and around and into the bottom of the hull. Oh, so and you can basically do a 180 in place. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, it just it just comes right back up into, into off the bottom the back, of the yeah. yeah. And it's act, this has actually happened on CNC 40. And uh, what that don't probably what pierced the bottom of the. It'll yeah. It, it, and in this one case that uh, I read about, it hit a rock uh, at seven knots. The keel punched right through the bottom of the boat. And Jim and Gray it was sank. Yeah. Yeah, and Jim Gray was known sailing in an area known for its shoals, right? Mm-hmm. But of course, if he'd hit a rock and his boat's taking on water at a catastrophic race, the rate, then why didn't he run his boat up on the shore? Mm, I don't know. Um, maybe he thought he could still save his boat, and he didn't want to total his boat. Maybe he was actually too far from the islands. Um, I don't know. Uh, but he, I mean, maybe he hit a shipping container. Yeah, that could have done the same thing. In the middle the of the thing. shipping lane. Yeah, 
you know. Uh, so, but again, or maybe he didn't realize what had happened. Yeah, and so either one of these things. I mean, his 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 hull. I mean, the hull could have been punched through by a log or a shipping container, or he hits a shipping container with a keel, and it punches through his hull. But there there's the, a whole bunch of ways to put a hole in the bottom of his boat. In the hole. Yeah. Getting at. A yeah. hole in the hull. Uh, uh, yeah, a That's hole. the whole story. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Uh, so the, um, yeah, so the boat did have some weaknesses. Uh, but again, we got to ask, why didn't his E-Purb? That was, that was emergency something, something, something. You know, I forget what that's called. Radio but. broadcast. It's, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. well, there's, there's a lot of pretty simple reasons why that didn't go off. Well, one is that apparently he kept it below decks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because... You're supposed to have them out, like, you know, like maybe attached to your railing or whatever, but people usually, when they have their boats stored in the marina, they take valuable stuff off and lock it up down below. Seems like a good idea. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and he could have had it in something like this Pelican case that happens to be in the room that we're recording in, which are typically made to be watertight, so yeah. it wouldn't, nothing would have uh, activated it to True. go off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But if it was stored in that manner. Yeah, well, actually, I think they had it stored in like a cloth bag. They, they, they would take it off at the end of a day of sailing and put the cloth bag and store it below decks. Mm-hmm. And it might, it might be that Jim felt like, man, he didn't feel like deploying it because he's going on just a little day trip and he's not actually going out very far into the ocean. Nice weather and everything like that. He probably didn't bother deploying it. Well, the and other so, the other thing well, is though, uh, is you know he might have tried, but it may not have been maintained properly because yeah, well, they did they yeah. they require batteries. Yeah, it's true. And if yeah. you don't check your batteries, they dis- they de- discharge themselves over time. Yeah. yeah, and that would completely you know make the thing useless. Yeah, it could I, have been. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm kind of with Joe on this, and that when you're d- these kind of shorter day trips, you're not like. I mean, you are out in the middle of the ocean, but you're not out in the middle of the ocean, especially if you've been, if you've done this run a a number of times, you think, well, it's a nice day, not going to crash. And if I do, I can swim to shore. And and that, well, there's also, I can save myself. He's got the radio. He's not far from the Coast Guard. There's other boats around. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. even if they're not right next to you, there's other boats. Yeah. Somebody will come save me. Get off a flare or set off, get off a radio signal, whatever. He did probably just, just didn't see it as an, as a situation. But like you said, this huge he could have thing. had he could have had one that just had a bad set of batteries and they and they leaked and and you know or mm-hmm. something like that. Well, but, yeah, I mean, you apparently yeah. from what I'm under have come to understand, you have to do a little bit of maintenance on them, like your remote control. After a year or so, you got to change the batteries. Oh yeah, for sure. Even though they don't get heavy use. Yeah, and so and so the EPIRB not deploying to me is not that mysterious uh, given the circumstances. But again, that you still got to wonder. Well, why why was there no radio distress call? Um, that doesn't really surprise me that much. Well, maybe he was too busy trying to save the boat to get on yeah. the radio. I mean, and maybe by the time he realized that it was hopeless, the the radio was already underwater. Yeah, or fried and, or, for some reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or or who knows? I mean, maybe the, the say if he runs into something, maybe he loses his balance and hits his head. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. I think a lot of times about. Um, being like the first responder to a, like a medical emergency, yeah. right? You know, and you're like, oh, I'm going to run up to this thing. And then at what point do you call 911? You know, it's like if you're the only person there and you're trying to assist somebody and but and I'm trying to liken this to a ship, right? You're yeah. like, you're so busy doing all these things that you realize, oh, crap, I never actually called someone. I've been so busy trying to do these other things and it's, it's too late, you know. I'm in the I'm doing CPR. I can't stop doing CPR because 
Like yeah. literally you're not allowed to stop doing CPR once you're starting to do it. So like, how am I going to, I hope somebody comes along. Yeah, it's it's. I hope somebody comes. He's the little Dutch boy with his finger in the dike trying to stop this one spot from leaking. Yeah, so he can't get away because if he lets go, it's gonna leak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I can totally sympathize with the idea of it just being too late. Yeah, it could it could be that he just or he he, didn't maybe he he didn't realize. Well, Jim Jim was a very capable guy from everything I heard, and it might well be that he thought, well, I can handle this. Yeah. And it realized too late, oh, maybe I can't mm-hmm. handle this. Whoopsie, my radio's yeah. fried. And oh, but, yeah, get off the life raft. Well, it's too late for that, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not so sure. I uh, think one of the other things, at least for me, I'm a very, like, controlling person, as you guys know. Oh, yeah. No. And whenever I've been in situations... Bossy boots. <laughs> <laughs> with, like, I mean, you know, like, after a, a life tragedy, like losing a parent, for instance, right? Mm-hmm sometimes you try to grasp at these straws of like, these are the only situations I can control. You know, Uh what can I control? Uh And even, I think it it could even have extrapolated out even more in a situation with an emergency where he would be like, yes, I can control this. I can do it. I will take care of myself. It's, it's all on me and I can do it and everything's going to be great and everything's going to be perfect. And then it just kind of, yeah, I don't think you even have to add the, the fact of you know the loss of a parent to but that. I don't he think may it have, hurts. he may have just c- considered himself such a competent sailor yeah. that he bypassed standard procedures because he knew better because yeah. he's a brilliant I'm a brilliant yeah. guy alternately I know what to do. we you know we talk about this too a lot I think just you know the last couple of weeks we've talked about this where you never know how somebody's going to react in an emergency mm-hmm. he could have just lost it he well, could have just suddenly not froze. known yeah. what to froze. do at all and Indecision, just totally yeah. frozen and been like, oh, I'm going to release the jib. That'll help. And, you know, it's like, well, in in no rational brain is that going to help, but his no. brain just panicked. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like people act in horror movies, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, I just, I just clubbed the villain with a baseball bat. Now I'm going to drop the bat and run away. Okay. That's yeah. good. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. I yes. mean, of course. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to stop and like call the orcas. They will save me. <laughs> yeah. yeah Free Willy. <laughs> yeah. The only weakness of this series, uh, again, we have no no radio distress, no flotsam whatsoever. Yeah. Although one theory that's been put out about that is that apparently it could be that uh, if the boat was holed at the back or that even in the middle took on a lot of water, there's more weight in the back of the boat, uh, fuel tanks for the diesel, also the diesel engine itself are in the back. It could have gone down stern first. And so, assuming he had nothing like laying around on the deck. Everything was strapped down like everything it was supposed to be. Either strapped down or already below decks. Uh, and it goes down stern first. Well, then nothing gets out. You know, that, that yeah. actually is one of the things that a lot of people point to, in, which we didn't actually talk about in the suicide theory, is that if he intentionally did this, he could have... He probably was smart enough. Yeah, he would have had everything strapped down. He would have shut the, the door mm-hmm. and then punched a hole in the bottom and the water would have come in, yeah. but nothing would have been able to actually escape from the cabin because the yeah. hatch was closed. Yeah, you close, you, yeah, you, you pop it. You, you can pop those hatches open actually for ventilation purposes. You can pop them open just an inch or two. Mm-hmm. So you pop them, open, Which pop is, them open enough to let air out. But it makes it hard that. for yeah. things to get out oh, yeah, because sure. most things are too big to slide through that. That little hole. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So Jim, being a smart guy, he would know where the continental shelf was. He would go past it in the nice deep, deep, deep water where he's not going to be found. Because mm-hmm. they did look around the bottom for him. My 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 final thoughts on the whole thing are: even though I think that's possible, 
I still have a problem with that scenario, which is that, again, his EPIRB didn't go off, no radio distress signal, no flotsam from the boat. He couldn't deploy his life raft. I mean, that's a lot of things that should have happened. At least at least a couple of those things should have happened if he, if he took some damage and started, took out, started taking on huge amounts of water. Which leads me to think that, again, the possibility that he might have had a heart attack or a stroke or something. And Yeah, we were talking about and, this earlier, yeah. yeah. And, again, um, the... The, the Coast Guard was searching, but they were searching initially, I think, fairly close in between the islands and, and San Francisco. And it wasn't until, as far as I know, I mean, I calculated how, how far just under sail he would have gotten at the end of the first day. I mean, we're, we're talking five to six knots. He would have been around, and this is, this is by 8 a.m. the next morning, uh, the, 20, the morning of the 29th, he would have been around 140 to 160 miles west of San Francisco, which would have been you know, theoretically within the search area, but I don't know how far out at that point they were flying their planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, especially because we, as we talked about, he wasn't reported missing until like 8 p.m. that night. And then it was p.m. night. And it, yeah, and it was night. You know, and so. So, um, so I don't know how far. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that. They that that immediate night they would have been searching between the islands and his and and the I would agree with that. Port of San Francisco. So that that gives him about fifty miles to play with because it's only thirty miles to the island. Yeah. In twelve hours, he would have gone seventy or eighty miles. He would have been well outside of their search area at that point. Sure. And, and, and yeah, we're talking like it's you know so he keeps putting another one hundred eighty or one hundred forty to one hundred fifty miles of distance between them per day. And I don't think they actually, the Coast Guard actually started looking further out. They eventually went as far as, I think, 350 miles out from shore. But eventually. But by that, yeah, by that time, he could have been far, far further Way, out yeah. than that. And so, and, and I know that they brought all sorts of resources. All these satellites overflew the area and everything, and they looked at that stuff. But it's really hard to say without knowing uh, what areas were photographed by this satellite and when the photograph was taken. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to say. I mean, if it was taken like uh, 200 miles out, but it was, you know, it was taken like, you know, three, four days after he went missing. Well, he would have been long gone. Yeah. It's it's, it really, so what, what do you, what's your best theory? My, my best theory is that he had a, he had some, something incapacitated him and the boat just sailed on On autopilot. It just sailed on an autopilot. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, eventually, of course, the battery ran flat. The autopilot failed. The boat just started wallowing, and probably at some point it was just. Uh, and I'm assuming because it was a nice day, uh, the hatches, including the main hatch, they were probably all open, mm-hmm. and so probably the boat eventually just got swamped. Mm-hmm. Um, but somewhere yeah, like in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, where yeah. nobody will ever find it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's my best theory, but there's no, it's not conclusive at yeah. all. I mean, Steve, what's your best theory? Um, I still, in, in this instance, uh, it's either new life or uh, or he was abducted. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, I like to think good thoughts, so I would generally say new life. New life. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it. You know. In my rational brain, I don't think that's the best theory, but well, I, that's you, the one I want to be true. Listen, he, right. he may have realized that he was, uh, is it in, it, it's not in the zenith. He was at the tail end of his career and he was starting to be outpaced by everything waning. else. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And th- like the things were outpacing him and he may have realized he didn't have too much longer that he was going to be able to be on top of the game. Uh-huh. And, Decided to go out and on, on, yeah, on a yeah. good note. Yeah. 
Well, how about this? Is this theory? It only just occurred to me. What? Uh, well, let's combine the uh, the disappeared on a new life thing with, with pirates. No, with pirates. He went to go be a pirate. Yeah, essentially. Well, the pirates the pirates go to take over his boat, and he starts talking to him. He says, "You know, I've been thinking about a career change, right? <laughs> and I, I am leaving to, to to go to Ensenada to start a new life. Anyway, why don't I be?" And he became a pirate. I think maybe and, aliens could have just abducted his entire boat. Uh, yeah, they could have beamed him up to the They beamed him ship. up, and then they got he got there, and they realized how smart he was, and they were like, yeah, okay, we're keeping you. Yeah. Hey, dude, can you... We, it's great. You can, can be you, the person can, who will, like, help us understand can humans. Can you fix yeah. our database? Can you, clean up, can you clean up our COBOL code, dude? <laughs> <laughs> SQL is a bear. You yeah. know, we cannot get Windows 98 to work anymore. Can you just... <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, no, nobody could. No, I can't even help you good. with that. Sorry. Yeah. So they dropped him in the ocean. I know. <laughs> Windows so, XP. Because yeah. they had the blue screen of death. Yeah. Dunk, 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 dunk. Probably, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think. I just hope he started a new life somewhere. Yeah, I like the idea of, of Jim becoming a pirate. He eventually became, you know, you know captain of the pirates. But uh, I'm going to go with the he had a stroke or something like that theory. But uh, it seems most likely, and it fits the facts of the best. But um, other than that, I can't really say much more. Jim, if you're out there listening, send us a note. Don't post on Reddit. Just send us an email, please. Uh, yeah. We promise to keep your secret. Yeah, we will keep your secret unless, well, no, of course we will. Yeah, yeah of course yeah. we will. All right. Uh, so that's about it for this week. Uh, if you're out there, of course, Jim, you're going to want our email address, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. And, and anybody else, if you want to send us an email and, and argue with us or tell us how wonderful we are, whatever, you, you can do that too. Of course, we have a website. It is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com where you can listen to our episodes um you'll also find an episode list out there for all the many many episodes we've done and you can buy merch uh look on the right hand side you can buy mugs t-shirts bombs i don't know what else no bombs no bombs bombs? oh damn it uh what else Uh, we're on social media we are on facebook where we have a group and our page so like the page join the group Lots of fun stuff happening out there. Answer the questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Answer the questions. You I have forgot. to answer the questions That's or else right. we will we not have, let you in the group. We, we now have questions. I forgot about that. Uh, also, social media. We are on Twitter where we are thinking sideways. Uh, and uh, we're on Reddit where we have a subreddit called Thinking Sideways. Uh, and also, of course, you're going to wonder where, you can, where else you can find us. You can find us on iTunes, which you probably know that already, but I'll tell you that anyway. And... Of course, leave a comment, leave a rating. Uh, we like those things, good ratings anyway. And uh, also, you can stream us on Stitcher and God knows all kinds of other places. All right, well, that's about it. So uh, looks like we're going to sail off into the sunset. So till next week, uh, ta-ta. Uh, bye, guys. I don't have any puns. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ahoy! <laughs> Chips ahoy! Aloha!